Vivian noticed the way the neighbors looked at her mother when they went into the bakery to buy a loaf of bread. Noticed how they flinched if her hand touched theirs when she gave back their change. She knew the neighbors thought her mother was strange. Well, Vivian thought, I guess they could think the same thing about me. Vivian tilted her head back and breathed in deeply, trying to decipher the concoction of smells in the air. The wet, earthy one was the dahlias. All flowers smelled that way, even the ones with their own pungent odor, like roses and gardenias. Her mother's scent was that of fresh-baked bread, tainted by a slight brackish tone, as if the bread had been salted with tears. Vivian took in another deep breath, trying to figure out the source of the last of the aromas. It was a rich smell like cedar or pine. Vivian always found woodsy scents comforting. They reminded her of Wilhelmina, but there was a hint of sweetness in this particular scent that Wilhelmina didn't have. For a moment, Vivian allowed herself to admire the muscles in Gabe's back, glistening with sweat as he worked. She blushed when he looked up, embarrassed that he'd caught her watching him, I'm supposed to ask if you want to come to the solstice celebration, she said. He set down his tools and squinted down at her. Supposed to, huh? He teased. She rolled her eyes. So, you want to go or not? How can I refuse such an offer? Gabe left his tools and lumber scattered across the porch and followed her down the hill. She pretended not to notice as he threw his shirt back on. She wasn't sure how she felt about how easily his slow, ambling gait matched her quick pace. They made their way quietly through the festivities. The streets were lined with booths offering oversized ears of yellow corn dripping with butter and garlic. Norwegian treats of panikaken, kromkak, and fatigman, served by the women from the next town over. There were tents of sheer turquoise and white where dark-skinned women danced with scarves, the wooden bangles on their wrists knocking together in tune to their circling hips. The girls from the high school's Kiwanis Key Club offered face painting for local children, and their mothers sold pies for the benefit of the veterans' hospital downtown. Musicians played mandolins, accordions, creaky violins, xylophones, clarinets, and sitars from street corners. The poorer families from the other side of the bay sold kittens, chicks, and baby ducks for a nickel. Gabe waited politely when Vivian stopped to buy a chocolate truffle from one of the booths lining the streets. She wasn't sure how she felt about the way he looked at her how he seemed so content just to be in her presence. I've been meaning to ask you something, Vivi, he said. Vivian raised an eyebrow at him. Vivi, I have a nickname now? He smiled, puzzled. What's wrong with Vivi? No one calls me Vivi. He peered down at her. Maybe I do. She laughed and as she did, she caught sight of the young man standing watching her from across the street. Vivian remembered the slight gap in his smile wistfully.
the way one might recall the illustrations in a favorite childhood picture book. Vivian raised the sweet to her lips, but instead of the sharp tang of dark chocolate and coconut, her favorite, she tasted only her own smile. She glanced absently at Gabe. I'll catch you later. She walked away before he could reply. Tell me one thing you couldn't live without. Jack stepped onto the low cement wall of the reservoir. His reflection in the water seemed pale compared to the brightness of the moon. Bathtubs. Vivian walked neatly beside Jack, her shoes dangling from one hand. The cement felt rough and cool against her feet. Jack jumped back off the wall. It would be hard to live without you, he said, and looked at Vivian in a way that made her...